Hey now, hey now, hey now. This is Tiffany with Healthy Passions coming through today with a little West Coast flavor in the intro. How y'all doing today? I am so excited to be here. It took me a little time to be able to come do a podcast, but I am here ready and full of energy. Um, Today's podcast is going to be a little different. It's going to be um, on the topic of being your unique self, and I'm excited to bring it to you today. It's going to be a little long, so... um, if you want, go ahead and get into a corner and have some quiet time. That way that you can kind of listen to it all the way through. You may have to pause it or may not, but um, up to you. Give yourself a little me time so that you can understand some of the things that I'm about to tell you about being your unique self. All right, so I want to start out by saying hello, everyone, to the world. Um, there's some things that um, have happened in the past couple of weeks that um, really brought my attention to you know being myself like certain situations to where I would feel like either intimidated or timid and normal wise but after my healing and after where I am today they were handled a little different and it was a surprising outcome in all situations and I was really excited to see the change and the growth within my own personal life so I wanted to kind of share that with you and let you have the opportunity to observe your life and see how things are going for you to see where you are in your personal journey so the first topic of today is going to be understanding that you are not your ego this is going to be a tough one Most people believe that they are their personality that they have developed over time in their lifetime, Um, who people say that they are um, a combination of societal constructs that have been included and accepted in your psyche as this is who I am. So I want you to think about the titles that you have been given since you were born. Titles like mom, sister, cousin, wife, even aunt, friend. Uh, black woman, white woman, Mexican woman, Asian woman, etc. All of these names and titles that you were given. Now, that's already a laundry list of titles that you have. Now, on top of that, you can add girlfriend, homegirl, best friend, soulmate, twin flame, feminist, non-feminist, Democrat, Republican, teacher, coach, CEO, trainer, business owner, entrepreneur, the list can go on and on and on. Before you know it, you have a list of about 20, 30 things that say to you who you are on a daily basis. None of which is who you truly are, though. None of which is who you are from a soul level, from your spirit. That's not who you are. So we put all these titles on ourselves and then we allow others to add to what we've already put on ourselves. So next thing you know, you have a laundry list of titles that you have to live up to, or at least you feel like you have to live up to, and put all your energy into becoming. And I'm here today to tell you that that's just not true. Because when you sit down in the corner by yourself, and you say to yourself, and you ask yourself a question, who am I? Like, who am I really? What do you say about yourself? Do you describe yourselves as the ego titles? Mom, sister, daughter, cousin, auntie? Or do you have a concrete list of who you say that you are? You really should have a concrete list. If you don't, 
this is what we're going to get to today because we need to really talk about that because that's a very dangerous situation to be in because if you don't have a concrete list of who you say you are, you're going to let the world determine and dictate who you are and what you do. So you wouldn't truly know yourself just in your ego standpoint. Like that's just like coming from your mind, basically. Um, I don't want to get into what the ego is too much in this podcast, but let's just say who you think you are in your mind, okay? If you think you are something in your mind, then you might as well say that you are that because your mind is going to play off of that and then create situations and realities that attribute to that. So whether they're negative or positive, that's what your mind is going to create and that's going to be your experience. So you need to ask yourself, instead of saying, who am I just by itself, Say, who am I on a soul and spirit self level? Who do I say that I am from my higher self? Then after you have answered that and you have some concrete answers, you align that with what the most high says about you and you combine those two and then you have a solid foundation. That's when you can start living your life the way that you're supposed to live your life, the way that it was meant to be. The world keeps loading us with these titles, with these tasks of things to do with these titles, fears of being judged if we don't live up to those titles, um, or even if we don't attain those titles. Like an example of not attaining something, let's say for instance you are a single woman in your mid-30s. The world will tell you, oh, you should be married by now. If you don't get married by now, you're not going to have kids. You're not going to get married. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And that is a common title that most women want to attain. But not every woman wants to do that. But even if you did, that negative talking that's coming at you is coming from their ego to your ego. And then you're going to think, okay, I better hurry up and make a decision on a mate for life because everyone is saying that I should. And that's just not who you are. You don't want to do that. You want to find the right partner. You want to have time to meditate and pray and to talk to the most high and say, hey, who is right for me? You know, so that's how that works. Also, too, you will learn that over time when you sit with yourself that you wasted a lot of time laboring under those titles, trying to fit into what people say that you should be. So I want to start you on a simple yet necessary quest to understanding and knowing and being your unique self. For the first suggestion on this, I want you to ask yourself, who am I on a soul level? Seclude yourself in a sacred, quiet space, something that you have, some place that you have deemed special to yourself that's quiet where you won't be interrupted. And allow your mind to quiet itself. Not necessarily a meditation, just a peace and quiet. Take note of what you see, feel, and hear at that time. Use your senses and write down what you see and feel once you've asked that question. Sit in that space for at least 30 minutes, maybe even to an hour, because it takes time to quiet your mind if you don't have practice doing so. And write down everything that comes to mind, any thought any feelings, any emotions, write everything down. Then right after that, within the same hour, ask who does the most high say that I am? 
in this, you want to write down positive scriptures that kind of express um, who the Most High says that you are to Him, um, whichever religious background you come from, use those positive descriptions of who your God says that you are um, on a daily basis. I want you to speak this to yourself and over yourself daily until you believe it to be true, until it, it resonates so much that you don't even have to think about it. It just applies because you're reprogramming your mind to think that highly of yourself. And you combine that with what you say about yourself, and then you have a pretty solid foundation at that point. Now, part B of this, within that same hour or so, is where we don't tend to go. Like, we tend to stop after we uh, read the scriptures and say, well, the Most High says I'm this. Well, part B of this is now we're going to ask the Most High to show us more in detail who we are. Show me who I am who I'm meant to be, show me qualities, traits, gifts, parts of my purpose that I'm going to attribute to my life in order for me to get to where I need to be. Ask for detail. Now with that, you might not get the answers right away. However, you can meditate within that time and get some answers. You might go to sleep and wake up and have a perfect dream that answers your questions. You could have a vision, depending on what your gifts are and what you are able to do. You could have a vision that answers your questions um, for the more detail. You could hear a podcast or a song or a radio station host talking about something and it kind of answers your question. It'll draw your memory to which you ask the most high and then your answers will come that way. Whatever it is, no matter how long it takes, it could take a day, take a week, depending on uh, your relationship with the most high, uh, how long it takes. Um, log it and write it down. Make sure that you write it down. Keep a dream, a dream journal if you can to kind of see what answers you're missing in your dreams. Uh, write it down as soon as you wake up. If you're able to, wake up five, ten minutes early to write that down so you don't mess up your schedule and just keep going with that because a lot of the answers that we're looking for do come in dreams, especially with women. We, we tend to dream and have uh, visions that way to where we get answers to our questions. So the next thing is when we are becoming or being our unique self, us as women, we need to release the fear of judgment of being our unique selves. And that's easier said than done. We can say it all day, but to actually do it is proven to be a little difficult for most women. Um, Women have been kind of dumbed down in today's society. We've been taught to dumb ourselves down, to dim our light, to quiet our voices, and pretend to fit into what society calls what we call a good woman or a good girl. Um, we tend to act as if we are not as educated as we are, or as smart as we are, to fit in certain groups, to make sure that we have friends that are... Um, meant to believe that we're on their level when we're really higher than their level but we are afraid to show our, our things of self to them so we are stuck in situations that can easily turn toxic or just be unequal give and take things like that we do this to survive being raised in like toxic families and around toxic friends and people in general um we also do this to have a friend group that we are comfortable with, that we have 
not been required to grow with. So we'll tend to dumb ourselves down or to, to dim our lights to keep the same friend group, which is not okay because you want to have people around you that encourage your growth. You want people around you that are doing big things, something similar to what you're doing, the same thing as what you're doing, or just successful in life, period. So we have to get out of that mindset, even though it's taught at a very early age, um, to not dim our lights to fit in. Um, we also do this to obtain romantic relationships. This is a big one for most women. We will lower our standards sometimes and pretend to be less than what we are in order to say that we have a mate by our side in order to say that we're married or to say that we're in a relationship. And that's never okay. It's actually pretty dangerous because if we find ourselves in a relationship that we've dumbed ourselves down to and we've lowered our standards and then we get stuck with um, that person, like whether it's through marriage or just having a child with that person, it's never a good situation and it just puts us in a dangerous spot when we can have had the time to really look for the partner that was right for us had we known ourselves we would know that this partner wasn't right for us and we would avoid those toxic romantic situations that tend to put sorrow in our hearts and hurt us and affect the way that we deal with our partners in the future so and we also do this in almost every role in life i've seen girls especially young girls in school pretend to be less smart than what they are in order to be a, in a clique of girls uh, in order to hang with them like let's say a pretty girl clique or something like that they don't want to show how smart they are because then they wouldn't be with the popular girls or something like that and women do it as well as adults it's it's a really sad situation and it's sad that it's encouraged in our society it's almost taught in my opinion um, from when we were children, they tell us, you know, be quiet, just be a pretty little girl, you just to be seen, not to be heard. You're just going to be pretty, wear your little ruffle dresses, and, and just be pretty, and we don't care what you think or how you feel or anything like that. So those are simple ways that um, adults don't realize that they really alter a woman growing up to be her true, authentic self, to be in her power, you know? So, mainly like situations where uh, women are taught at an early age to do that, examples of that um, would be like what I said before. Let's say you're told to just be quiet and look pretty all day as a child. And your, your, your thoughts, your feelings, and your how you feel and what you think or what you have been taught and your smarts, your intelligence has been muffled so much to the point to where it gave you the message to what you think truly doesn't matter. So how that plays out in adulthood is, well, I'm going to go for this class or go for this job and give them what I think they want, but I'm not going to say anything if I'm mistreated afterwards. I'll allow mistreatment in order to try to get the position that I want, but I just won't say anything. I'll just sit here and look pretty and continue to go for my goals and then suffer in the long run. See, that's how that can easily play out as an adult. And it causes trauma, actually, because like we allow situations 
to happen and go on longer than they need to by us just not being ourselves. If we are in our authentic selves mode, we wouldn't let anyone mistreat us. We won't have to be rude about it, but we just wouldn't tolerate it. It's just something that just wouldn't happen. So we're also taught to put, as young women, we're also taught to put everybody's needs in front of our own. Like, even if you don't have children, like, it's just something that is taught to women. I, I can't speak for every race of women. I know in the black community, that is a big thing. We are taught that we are the backbone of the community, which is not true. That is not our position. We are not the backbone. No, we are not. We are support, yes, but really we are the neck, which is fragile. Majorly important, if you want to believe that the man is the head, then the woman has to be the neck. And you can't turn the head without the neck. We are the support system, but we are just as important in order for that decision-making and goal and, and functioning to happen in that, in that dynamic. We are just as important as the man. So if we're taught that we're the backbone and that we really should just not say anything, just suffer through it and have selfless behavior all the time, we are really selling ourselves short. Not only are we selling ourselves short, we're usually unhappy, we're tired, we get the stereotype of angry black woman or uh, angry woman or women are bitches and this and this and that, but really, in truth, we're just tired and we're trying to give from an empty cup instead of giving from a cup that's full and overflowing. And we learn later on in life not to do that, but it's not taught at an earlier age. Had it been taught at an earlier age, we would have avoided so many situations. But people don't teach young girls that, and I believe that they do it on purpose. And the reason why I say that is because they want us to be gullible. They want us to be to the point where we can be used for what most people want to use women for versus us standing in our power and being able to go through life in a more powerful position. So the next thing is not letting people or society determine what is ladylike. Well, what the hell is ladylike? I mean, really, ask yourself that. Like, how can someone teach you what a lady is that is not one? Well, there's male or female, let's say, from a man's point of view. A lot of men tend to put their noses into the idea of what a woman should be, and they think that they can teach us that. And honestly, bless their hearts, they try their best. But as a man, you can never fully understand what it is to be a woman. Never. There is no way. We go through too many emotions, too many physical issues, too many physical differences for them to ever understand and contemplate what it is like to be a woman. So I personally believe that men cannot teach women how to be women. And I think that they should kind of leave that to the ladies to teach other ladies. Um, just like how they feel a woman can't truly teach a son. It, she could teach him the basics, but they, they're saying that we can't teach them to be men. Well, which they're absolutely right. We can't. We can't. As women, we cannot teach them to be men. So I want to know why in society the same is not true for men dictating to women what women should do or should be like or what is ladylike it's impossible so if you are a woman by nature you are born that way a man cannot dictate to you what you should be as a woman 
I mean, it's just impossible. They can state their standards of what they would like a woman to be for them, but they can't tell you or dictate to you what a woman should do, how she should respond, how she should uh, take care of herself, how she should rule children, none of that stuff. They really cannot dictate that to you. Half of these so-called women can't do it either because a lot of women these days are operating so much so in their masculine energy that they don't even know what a woman is anymore. They act more like men. So, like, if a woman who acts like a man wants to teach a young woman who is very feminine, it's going to be very difficult for her because she doesn't necessarily know what ladylike would, would be. So... That's why it's very important that we as women get to know ourselves and to uh, understand what the difference is between who we are and our unique self and the differences between what social constructs or belief systems have dictated to us what women are. Because a lot of times when we try to do that, we fall short. Or something's off and it's not balanced and we tend to be very unhappy pretending to be that good woman that um, they say that we should be. And a lot of times that good woman gets used and abused out here in the world because that good woman isn't taught to have strong boundaries, a strong foundation, to have a, a strong sense of self. She's not taught to protect herself. She's taught that she should be protected, but most of the time the people that she's protect should be that should be protecting her, don't protect her. So she has to learn that she has to be able to protect herself. So in that, and whatever construct she comes up with as in being a woman, she has to put those strong boundaries up. She has to be able to protect herself. She has to make sure that she understands who she is, what she wants, what her standards are. And there is no negotiation whatsoever. When it comes to that, there is no negotiation. So, that's why when we pretend to be what society says that we are, that's why we fall short. We end up getting hurt. We end up being harmed. We end up being damaged goods later on in life when we don't get to know our unique selves. So um, it's a very dangerous position to be in. So this is my suggestion. I suggest that each woman listening to this podcast do a one year experiment, six months to a year, I would say at least a year. Take six months, especially if you're single, take six months to take the time to get to know yourself. And what I mean by that is take yourself, take, treat yourself like you're dating yourself. When we go on dates, we want to know all about that person. We want to know what their likes are, what their dislikes are, what are their favorite colors, what do they like to do, do they want children, do they don't want children, do they want to get married, have they been to college, do they want to go to college, what are their dreams, what are their visions, things like that. We ask so many questions on uh, dates of men that we don't even know the answer to for ourselves, but yet we expect them to answer right away. So... I want you to take six months to a year, not saying that you can't have fun, you can't go on dates, you can't do any of that, but I just want you to focus on getting to know who you truly are. Learn your likes and dislikes. Overstand your unique spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical makeup. Now, let's dip into that. When I say physical, understand your body. Understand what your body doesn't like to eat, what your body needs. Understand, do I need exercise? Do I need to be healthy? Do I need to 
eat a better diet? Do I need to um, incorporate yoga? Like things like that. Like, do I have health problems that I need to attend to? You need to know and understand your physical makeup and begin to take care of yourself actively. Make sure that you have a holistic uh, lifestyle when it comes to your physical body because that is the vehicle that you use to operate in this world. So that's very important. And then I want to take a moment for you to get to know your emotional self. A lot of times we'll be around people that'll be like, oh my God, you're too emotional. Are you? Are you really too emotional or is that your makeup? Because you might be around emotionally available people who don't tolerate the amount of emotion that you and your unique self operate on. So you got to find that balance and see how your emotions work. How do how do you respond to certain things? Are you so sensitive and then on top of that, you don't tell people that they hurt your feelings and you just allow people to hurt you all the time to the point to where you become numb to it and then you just walk around hurt and damaged and upset all the time? Or could you take a different route by getting to know your emotional makeup? Like me, I am a very sensitive person, although I come across as super tough. Like I come across like, don't nothing like bother me, this and this and that, that's fine. But I know I am sensitive. I am like, you could hurt my feelings. I won't say anything half the time. I do now that I'm healed, I do say something and I bring it to your attention and I have to let you know at that point that that cannot happen again. If it does happen again, I will be ending or terminating this relationship. But before then, I would hold that hurt and that pain in and then I would begin to resent that person and they don't even know why because they don't understand my emotional makeup but the reason why they didn't understand my emotional makeup was because at that time I didn't understand it so I couldn't effectively communicate it so it's things like that I want you to learn your likes and dislikes and things like that but also your mental self like if you're really smart be okay being really smart Engage and study. Go into the things that you're really interested in and learn how to do those. If you have some skills or some talents and you want to kind of embrace more in your life, learn more about them. Learn how to incorporate them. Do them more. Also study. Always study. Like study to show yourself approved. It says my people love. My, my people suffer from the lack of understanding. So you need to find understanding for yourself. You don't need to wait till you find a mate or um, <clears throat> you don't need to wait till you find a mate to teach you scripture or to teach you a certain subject when you can start learning for yourself because people can tell you anything. You need to know for a fact that they are telling you correctly because you need to make sure that you are um, well-versed in whatever subject so that you know that people won't be taking you for a fool. And then spiritually, you need to know your makeup spiritually. You need to know in your spirit, what are you like? Are you a free spirit? Do you want to travel? Do you want to just kind of be yourself and be a loner? Do you want to be, you know, with someone for a little while or whatever? But spiritually, you need to know what type of person you are because it is very important. Like spiritually, I am a very spiritual person. Um, When I was lost before and like, religion I didn't realize how spiritual I was and when I stepped away from religion I realized oh my god I am so spiritual that's why religion religious institutions and things like that never really worked out for me I am very spiritual I am one of those worship and spirit and truth type people like 
I have a direct connection with spirit, in my opinion, and that's just how it is for me. I don't need a third party to dictate what I should say to the most high to get the uh, desired effects. I, I go to him directly because I have that type of intimate relationship with him. So I'm a highly spiritual person. And uh, I know that is a part of my makeup. So whoever I am around, whoever I decide to be friends with, whoever my family members are that I decide to spend time with, whoever I mate with, well, that's a big one. They need to understand that I am highly spiritual and that, you know, certain things um, work out differently for me if you're more religious. So we either have to find that balance in order to make it work or I would have to find another spiritual person that's just as spiritual as I am um, or with similar beliefs. So these things are super important. And once you get that, it takes time. It takes time. That's why I say six months to a year. From there, you set a strong, you set strong, solid boundaries for yourself to protect yourself, not to live in fear, but to have protection for yourself. You need to use discernment when it comes to the people that you allow around you, whether it's family or not family, it doesn't matter. They need to understand this is who I am. I am operating in my unique self. And when you do this, you have crossed my boundaries. And then they have to have consequences for those boundaries. If they don't, they will use you. They will mistreat you. They will abuse you. They will do take you for granted. They'll do so much because you're allowing it. And you're being too nice. And you're just allowing people to like run all over you. And that's just not how life works. They will, like let's say family, they will probably be uh, a little turned off or upset when you start to set your boundaries, but it is what it is. If you stand your ground, they will normally come around, or if they don't, then, then they don't need to be around you anyway, and that's with family or friends. But for most of the time, they will fight back a little bit just to see if they can still push your buttons and get what they want from you, but... Once you set those solid boundaries, you need to enforce them at all times. And there is no negotiation. So you are to use discernment. You are to, what does the Bible say? Test that spirit. I don't care if it's your mama. I don't care if it's your daddy. I don't care if it's your kids. It's you test every spirit because you do not want people walking all over you. You want to be free to do what you need to do. And that's just how life works. And if you don't get that respect for yourself you will not get that respect from other people and i just i just want you to know that that is something that should be super important to you that is something that allows you to walk in this life as a strong sovereign being and in society, we are not encouraged, whether you're a man or a woman, to be our unique selves. And the reason why is because we are free thinkers. And the system doesn't want a free thinker. They want someone who's going to conform to what society has set for it to be, like robots and sheeple, versus thinking for yourself, creating your own path, and being creative. So I just really want you guys to think about that because it's just really important that we learn to test the spirit, you know, of people that are coming around us. Now, after that year, I think you will have a, strong, a stronger foundation and then you will find that there's so many things about yourself that you didn't know. You'll probably be a totally different person compared to the timid, scared, or... Um, 
soft person that you were before, but in a good way, in a way that will set you up for success, in a way that will set you up to start your purpose the way that you want to. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, even in my podcast, if you listen to how scared and nervous I was on my first few podcasts versus now, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to um, teach in a style that's not unique to me. So I'm talking to you like you are my best friend, like you are my losing buddy from another mother. You know what I'm saying? Because I just wanted to be comfortable in my own skin and that way I could teach and bring the message out better. I can better communicate what I'm trying to say when I'm being my best self. So I just really want that for you. It will improve your relationship with the most high. It will improve your relationship with yourself and definitely improve your relationship with your mate. That's a big one. And also with your children and um, let them know who you are. They want to know. They're dying to know who you are inside. They, they're dying to know what gifts the most high gave to you to, 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 to travel in life with and to be successful with. Um, some people will not like it. And that's okay because when you get to know yourself and you begin to truly love yourself, you're okay with someone not liking or feeling who you are. You know what? This is not working. I'm going to wish you the best. I'm going to go my way. You go yours. And then you'll have more healthier breakups and, and, and um, places to where you're not friends anymore. You will have much healthier ones. It, will, it doesn't have to be toxic. So, um, I just really want you to consider these things and really be who you are at all times because there is no reason for you to be walking around all timid and scared to be who you are and let me hide myself as a coping mechanism and hide who I am as a coping mechanism, excuse me, it's hard for me to pronounce that, because... I don't want anyone to hurt me. I don't want anyone to use me or abuse me. Well, if you be who you are and then you set those healthy boundaries and standards for yourself, you don't have to worry about that as much. I'm not saying people are not going to hurt you once you do that. No, I said the likelihood of that to happen is slim to none because you are already protecting yourself from the jump. But in a healthy way, not protecting yourself from something you need and want, but protecting yourself in a healthy way to where it kind of guards your heart to where you will protect yourself from narcissists, from users, from cheaters, from abusers, from liars, and all of those things. You will discern that immediately once you start operating in your unique self. So I think I've rambled on enough on this podcast. I will be bringing up another one really soon, but these are things that I want you as women to consider. Be who you are because the world needs you to be who you are, especially now when we need to raise the vibration of the world. We are in a dire state. The past two years has been really difficult for the entire world. And women are really needed at this time, whether you believe it or not. Women are needed. We need that nurturing, healthy, divine, feminine type energy to come in and just kind of love on everyone and make sure that everything's good but you have to do that in a healthy space from when you're loving yourself and being who you are and you attributing your gifts your your talents and your skill to the situation to where you uplift the vibration of the planet in your unique way it'll be natural to you 
And I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I got chills when I said it'll be natural to you. I kind of felt the most high kind of like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. You know, communicate that. I have felt the Holy Spirit kind of coming to me a little bit. I got a little goosebumps, but um, I got excited. But um, it is what it is. And ladies, I want you to love on you if nobody else loves on you. Love yourself to success. Love yourself to your purpose. Love yourself to the most high. Love yourself to yourself. Love yourself to your children, to your mates, to everyone. And everyone in your life will be blessed and benefiting from it. I guarantee it. Even strangers will benefit from you being who you are and being truly blessed. So I love you guys. I want you to take care of yourself and just have a great, great afternoon and just be willing to sit down with yourself and say have a conversation with yourself be willing to be alone for a minute a minute because if you don't want to spend time with you alone believe me nobody else wants to spend time with you alone it means you probably a hot mess you need to make sure that you are pleasant enough to spend time with yourself and get to know yourself the way you should and understand that it is very important for you to come through to others as your authentic self because you're going to be stronger that way. You're going to get a lot more done that way and you'll be a lot more powerful that way. And I just think I'm going to leave it at that and y'all have a blessed evening. I'm going to go spend time with my boys. I love you guys. Bye.